Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It seems like Tiger Woods was involved in a serious car accident. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The interior was more or less intact, which kind of gave him the cushion to survive. It was brought to my attention that he was conscious. Suffered multiple leg injuries. I will say that it's very fortunate that Mr. Woods was able to come out of this alive. Today's guests, CBS NFL Today insider Jason LaCanfora. Actress Mila Jovovich, Michigan head coach Jawan Howard, plus Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All righty then, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting here in the Los Angeles studios of this uh, program. We say hello to our uh, viewers on Peacock. PeacockTV.com is how you can get this fantastic streaming service with a live portal. We're on after Dan Patrick every day, so we say hello to all of DP Show's loyal uh, viewers and also listeners. We're, we follow Dan's show on Sirius XM Channel 211 every day uh, as well, and we say hello to our Rich Eisen Show radio, uh, local radio affiliates. Uh, we we appreciate your your listenership and everybody who settles in to uh, listen to us every day between 12 and 3 Eastern. It's good to see you, Chris Brockman. Hey, bud, what's happening? Mike Del Tufo hey, over there and, uh, and TJ Jefferson, our social media grandmaster. What up, Rich? Hello. Uh, a, a good Wednesday to you. So uh, uh, let, let's start talking about Tiger. Um, and um, thank God man's alive. For sure. And when we went off the air yesterday, it was uh, when uh, rumors and conjecture became fact and confirmed by the uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department that Tiger Woods, in fact, was involved in a rollover accident just down the road from us here, uh, about uh, uh, about uh, a 20 minutes, uh, 30 minutes drive away, depending on traffic, and um, and uh, that uh, he survived it, and the jaws of life were needed. We found out later on that that wasn't technically the case, it airlifted, so on and so forth. And, um, and you know what, look, uh, it's... I'll just speak from the heart here because so many people across the country um, are going through such hardships. We we know that. And then there are many whose loved ones suffer major car accidents as well and can't afford the care that clearly Tiger Woods can get. So I say that fully um, up front. Uh, but this is a, a show that speaks about uh, sports and pop culture every day and who's more iconic than Tiger Woods, uh, certainly in the world of golf. Uh, in the sports Nobody. world, you know, obviously there's Jordan, there's Serena, there's uh, others. Um, but uh, let's put this in perspective. I- I'm not going to sit here and talk about his golf game. You can you can just, you know, un- figure it out for yourself. Guy's 44 years old. He had back surgery in December. He was on the CBS broadcast this week uh, at the uh, Genesis Invitational here in Los Angeles at Riviera, which is the tournament uh, that Tiger won <laughs> So many times he's he's he gave out the trophy because his his foundation is the uh, charitable foundation that is uh, the beneficiary uh, of the Genesis Invitational. I mean, this is basically his tournament, right? And um, 
he, he was there talking about how, uh, you know, it was up in the air whether he could play in the Masters this year. You figure it out. He's a 44-year-old guy coming off a of back surgery. He's got a shattered ankle, and he's got uh, pins and, and um, my God, a rod putting his legs back together. I just want to make sure that he can walk the course with his kids. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about walking the course with his children and being there to walk down the aisle, right? Yeah. This is the sort of stuff that we want for him because this is serious business. And, you know, at the very end of the day, and it was a life-changing long day for one of the greatest athletes that my generation and my kids' generation – and the generation before me might have ever seen, certainly with a, 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 a stick in his hand. But at the end of the day, guy's lucky. One year ago today. You know what happened one year ago to get here in Southern California? Kobe Memorial. That's correct. Guy's lucky. Guy's lucky to survive that. And um, that's all I could sit there and think about. As uh, you know, I was lying there with my my boys, as they were you know not going to sleep on time last night, you know, and <laughs> and um, you know, my daughter had the tooth fairy visit her oh, the oh. night before. I mean, honestly, this is the good stuff. This is the stuff. And one of my favorite sports moments of the year. We talked about it when it happened was Tiger and his son playing golf together, right? It was the greatest. Wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, they're like carbon copies of each other, right th- down to the swing and the twirl and the stare. And I thought to myself, did Tiger, when he's going through that, think for a split minute that, that you know, it would be a question as to whether he could walk the course with his son again? Ugh. I mean, uh, this is the stuff that hits me. This is the stuff that hits me, and, and it makes me think, like, am I living the moment as I should? Am I living in the moment as well as I should? Because Tiger has the, Tiger's got, you know, the world in the palm of his hand. And now the amount of surgeries that are still in his future, I'm sure. The amount of rehab that's in his future that I am sure. He's got to go through that to make sure that he can be there for his kids and his family as best he can for his foundation, for so many people that depend upon him. But he's dad. And I sat there last night with my kids, and I'm thinking, i got to cherish these moments. I'm literally sitting there thinking that. And then, of course, within a split second, I'm like, will you guys be quiet? <laughs> like, you, you, you know, like life intervenes, and it washes over the, sensa- the sensation you have about living life in a way that cherishes little small moments. And when Tiger got in that car, in that courtesy car yesterday, getting ready to go down Hawthorne Boulevard, what the hell? Did he know what was about to hit? Of course not. And we have no idea, and we could sit here and speculate and all that. And he got the he got the the twenty four seven cable news treatment yesterday, which is breaking news, huge news. 
And let's just keep cycling through the same news, waiting to get new news until we get the new news and it's taking up all the oxygen in the room. And for people who need the perspective on Tiger Woods' career, let's talk about that. As I'm hearing all that, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, let's live life to the fullest while we can. That's all I wanted to say. And and I hope he gets better fast and quick because he's got a long road ahead. And I'm not sitting here talking about golf. You could just figure out his golf future on your own. But I send, I send uh, my best. I'm sure he's knocked out somewhere right now. Not too far away from here. And we'll obviously keep our eye on the situation as is warranted. But it's just live your life to its fullest. Hug your loved ones best you can. And he's lucky. He's lucky. Uh, our four guests today um, are all over the map. That's what we love doing here. We love talking pop culture. We love talking sports. Um, there, I love it when... Uh, Segments, for me, are also segments of national import on the sports front. Head coach of my Michigan Wolverines. Hey, now. For the uh, basketball school known as the University of Michigan. Juwan Howard. You guys are low-key, like, one-seed territory, right? I don't know how low-key that is. It's the, it's the Big Ten. Best team in the Big Ten, which is a loaded Loaded conference, Michigan versus Ohio State Park, the Ohio State school down south, where Michigan went from up north down south, took care of business. Um, there was three versus four. Illinois right and sitting right there as well. The thing about that matchup conference that, that struck me was that you guys have one loss, third ranked. Right, Ohio State had what five or six losses, well, and Michigan, they were fourth. Michigan had uh, uh, had all operations cease due to COVID for yeah. uh, a good couple of weeks. Yeah. And so, you know, got through that. Now back on the court. Just looking at that, just it just struck me how this college basketball season has just been totally. Well, we're getting through. We're, we are we are hurtling towards the bubble in Indianapolis. You know, so Michigan's going to be spending a lot of time in in Indianapolis, right? That's usually that's where it's well, all happening, right there. Right? Yeah, it's all happening. Uh, there's a Big Ten tournament coming up before. Everybody bubbles up in uh, the great city of Indianapolis. That's part of the reason, by the way, that the combine didn't go down this year. Oh, is because you know the, the NFL was thinking are, maybe yeah, we, yeah, de- yeah. we maybe we delay it, it, it. Ordinarily, let's just delay the combine a couple weeks if you could. No, the entire city of Indianapolis is booked up. Usually, the um, the NFL scouting combine goes against a, and this is uh, this is true, uh, goes up against a um, a cheerleading competition. There's a convention of cheerleading competitions <laughs> in town sometimes. I, I once I once walked through. There was at a combine one year, there was a convention of um plumbing and plumbing. outhouses and all that sort of stuff. I remember that one. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, there's a there was like a I walked through I walked through to in the old RCA dome, Chris. <laughs> I walked through to the entrance of the combine at the old RCA dome through an entire convention of poop viaducts and everything like that. As Par- and there's Parcells and Al Davis at the end of it walking through the same thing. 
At any rate. Uh, that's part of the reason why the Combine couldn't uh, reschedule is because Indianapolis is all booked up for the NCAA tournament. So Jawan Howard's going to be joining us here on this program. It was one of those, hey, we beat Ohio State. Uh, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, and of course they get all the stuff, all the – text back from my Ohio State friends, are you are you admitting you're a basketball school right now? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's all cyclical. You know, you had John Cooper once upon a time while we were beating <laughs> Ohio State like a drum for like a 10, 15-year period. Then we all know, obviously, you know, Jim Trestle came in, then left, Urban came in, and we all know what's happened since then. I get it. But I'm very, I'm very pleased with what's happening, especially since this. I'll just say this, too. Remember Juwan Howard is just like, what are you doing? He hasn't done it before or anything yeah. like that. He's a, he's a big man. Big man can't coach, which is the dumbest, the dumbest stereotype maybe in all of the dumb stereotyping in sports. Bill no, Jackson was a big man. Come on. <laughs> right? He's six. Come on. Come on. Honestly, I, I don't understand that. Why? Because it's tough for these guys to get up and sit down <laughs> yeah, in a chair? John Thompson was a big man. I don't understand it. Well, the Giants always have that that thing about them being stupid. And he he, he yeah. recruited the three uh, three Michigan recruits just yesterday were um, announced as uh, McDonald's All Americans. Three of them, not one, not two, but three of them. And Jawan said, "Welcome to the club," and it made me think he wasn't just welcoming them to the team. I think he was a oh, McDonald's yeah, All American. He's welcoming them to that club, exactly, which yeah. is a nice flex <laughs> when you're the, the head coach of a program. <laughs> Let's not forget, this is an OG to a lot of these kids, and I couldn't be happier with the way this is playing out. So, Jawan Howard will be joining us on the program. Chris Godwin, we just spoke to General Manager Jason Light of the Bucks. This, I proffer to say he's first up on the hit list of potentially 24 undrafted free agents for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he's coming. He's going to be joining in hour number three, and I'll, I'll ask him what he thinks of Michael Pittman not coughing up eleven. To Carson Wentz. Oh, I'm going to keep rodding that baby. <laughs> yeah, really Rich, you need to get the story about number 12. I think there might be more to it than I think, so. think there had to have been some form of an exchange. I would hope so. so. Brandon Marshall yeah. yesterday <laughs> said that he just coughed it up. I, I don't know if we've ever yeah, gotten the full story. You know what the exchange story. was? A Super Bowl ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that Rich, was Br- the exchange. Chris, Brandon also <laughs> said something about 100K off the top for a number two. So Hey, uh, hey yeah. give me number 12, and I guarantee you you'll play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and win. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> That's how I win. Unfortunately, that did not look very likely uh, after week 12 when they <laughs> lost to the Chiefs. He's probably won that number back after that. Uh, and um, Mila Jovovich hey. will be joining us on this program. Ooh. And I remember her from the fifth element. Yeah, and she is the queen of the Resident Evil uh, series of films. He got game. He he got game. Dazed she was and in confused that. She before was all dazed of that. And confused. Zoolander, everybody. Yeah. Zoolander. Uh, she is in Monster Hunter, which came out in December, but is hitting the old 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVDs uh, next week. Available now on digital. She'll join us to talk about this film. And uh, her husband, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, directed and wrote this. He also directed Mortal Kombat and, um, as well. So I'm just wondering this. They've got three kids, all right? I don't know what their ages are. But I'm wondering, what is their viewpoint on screen time for the kids and video games? Which, <laughs> which is basically built 
right. built, uh, built, built quite a roof. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that. You tell these kids you can't play video games, but oh, m- m- mom and dad have got to go make a video game movie. I don't know. These are just the things that go through my head. But uh, when we come back, we'll take a break. Jason Lock and Four will join us. Um, and before we do take that break, you know, uh, I guess we got the wrong script yesterday when we play acted the Big Ben meeting with Art oh, Rooney, Chris. Man, we did. I, I thought we were close. I said Art Rooney said, "Yeah, you can play for us, but do you ever see uh, trading places? You remember how much money the Dukes bet? You'll play for us for one dollar." Mm-hmm. But they basically said, um, "You know, Art Rooney put Rooney put out a Rooney. statement today. Rooney. Did he not? He did put out a statement today. I'll read it on the screen." This sets up we'll talk about with uh, Jason Lock and Four amongst many items. Ben Roethlisberger and I met yesterday morning, and we had a productive meeting. We were able to discuss a lot of things that relate to where we are and where we want to go. Ben assured me that he is committed to coming back to help us win, and I told Ben that we would like to have him back to help us win a championship. We both understand that the next step is to work out Ben's contract situation. Signed, Aunt Rooney the second. Steelers president. Rooney! Rooney! Because it's high on my damn agenda. Apparently. By the way, we hope he uh, coach is okay. I, I read that he is uh, contracted uh, COVID-19. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, you want to be here. We w- we'd like you here. But let's find that number. What is that number? What is it well, number? You mentioned it yesterday. Higher or lower than the number on his it's jersey? jersey. I, it's going to be higher. It's going to be higher. I mean, come on. With the six zeros, obviously. Yeah, it's going to be higher. It's got to be. I, I, I Honestly, I, I think there's seven zeros in his number. The number of zeros is his jersey number. Yeah, I was going to say double, maybe double the jersey. Uh, I, I don't know what that number is because, and here's putting it together. Do you know Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent too? And there's going to be a glut of names in the free agent market. And as we talked about yesterday with Jason Light, the salary cap number is not going to be nearly as high as every team thought it would be at this point last year as they were going into uh, the new league year of the 2020 campaign. So there's a lot of spreadsheets that were already in the top left-hand drawer for the 2021 season based on a number that they've got to throw out or top right-hand drawer. Depends on, uh, you know, what type of desk you have. But here's the deal. Jason Lockin Four is going to join us, and he's the one that initially threw out there the concept of Russell Wilson disappointed with the protection that is being provided by the offensive line and the rest of the coaching staff in uh, Seattle. So, the CBS Sports NFL insider Jason Lockin Four, Mila Jovovich will be joining us on this program. Jawan Howard and Chris Godwin and you and Chris Brockman's movie lines. That's all on this Wednesday show. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Mike Del Tufo is standing at a microphone that's uh, about, I'd say, 20 feet away. Yep. Looking right at Mr. Wonderful of Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. Go for it, Mike Del Tufo. What happens if, like, something happens to me and 2,500 miles away, my family's there and they don't know I could be sitting in the apartment alone, dead for days? So I came up with an idea for an app called Just In Case that would be basically you download it and you could check in with this app and other people could see that A, you're alive still. You could basically be tracked with it. And in theory, basically, it would keep you, you know, people knowing what's happening to you. Just to get the whole story yeah. before I completely eviscerate you. Go ahead. How, how, how would you make money doing this? You a subscription per, per month. Oh, people are going to pay per month. 99 cents per month. Very cheap. $12 a year. <laughs> okay, so here's a scenario. Yep. Like you're in your apartment, you die. Don't you think the neighbors are going to smell your rotting corpse? <laughs> oh, no. There was actually a person in Santa Monica that sat for eight days, two buildings down from me, before people knew that that person was dead. That's the worst idea. I, it, not only does this have zero merit, I mean, the chance that people actually want to contemplate their mortality and pay 99 cents a month doing it is crazy. Think about it. If, you, if, if your mom calls you for two days and doesn't get an answer, she's probably going to call the super and say, go check on his corpse. Like, think about it. They don't need 99 cents a but month for that. But in theory, wouldn't you want, would, if it's something you don't have to do, Mike, other people can check in. you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> like, who cares? But just in case. No, I won't care. There'll be a new guy. How does the app are, know you're dead? The app doesn't know you're dead. You what have happens to tell is it you're not dead. The app dead. would tell not you dead yet. that you're not checking in. Every time you unlock your phone, it would ping, and you put people on a list that know that if, like, your, your mother's in Florida. She could be sitting in the house. You know that at least she's checked in on her phone. If you're their kid, you don't have to talk to him on the phone. You don't have to call him. And if it's a kid, why you know the kid. Why, if you think you're, if you're, if you're worried if your mother's happened, dead, why don't you call her? Well, call let's your say, mother, Mike. Call let's, your mother. Let's just assume that you, let's, you don't, you're not going to call. People don't call their mother and father that live 2,500 miles away Mom, every day. I just want to make sure you're not minutes. dead. Like, are you kidding? You should call your mother every day. No, no, no. I'm talking about like all day. You don't know. Oh, oh you want to know the exact moment your yeah, mother died. you can died. check in. You know that they've actually... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So she logs Thank on and says, I'm dying, I'm dying. Oh, like, man. Are you, like, you know, Mike, horrifically bad, really bad, really bad. <laughs> I tried. Peacock, everybody here watches us every day. Thank you for that. If you miss anything, our YouTube page is ready for you. Same with our Twitter and Instagram. Got to pop that Facebook logo up there too, right? TJ Jefferson, you're posting on Facebook every day for the Rich Eisen Show. At Rich Eisen Show for that. At uh, at Rich Eisen Show for Instagram and Twitter as well. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We welcome back our radio audience to one big happy simulcast family here on Peacock. Our buddy from CBS. And he's got his own local radio show uh, down in the great city of Balmer, 
none other than Jason LaConforia. How are you, Jason? Hey, what's going on? What's going on with you? What's up with you? Living the dream, man. Why not, well, right? You know. Is this is this is this a quiet time or is this a time where do your phones not burn up as much right now or the fact that we're in the uh, t- fr- uh, franchise tag period hurting hurtling inexorably towards uh, a new league year but no combine what, what is this kind of a downtime a little bit Jason um, well I mean normally it would be you know I think in, in normal times we would be in Indianapolis we would on our way to Indianapolis there'd be plenty of that going on we would know what the cap is and there'd be um, a fair amount of activity. So it's, I guess it's a little bit of a calm before the storm, but, you know, as we know, there's going to be um, a lot of guys let go over the coming weeks. Um, eventually we will have more certainty on exactly what um, teams will, will, you know, have in front of them in terms of economic parameters. And the business of football, uh, the business of football certainly marches on. I, I think this will be a different offseason in terms of, access to facilities and even players in facilities. Um, and we may, we may never get back to the days of, you know, media in two or three days a week through the entire spring with OTAs and, you know, all that stuff um, might go by the wayside. Um, but, yeah, it's it's busy. I mean, obviously, anytime you've got the potential for a blockbuster quarterback trade or we've already had a couple and more could be afoot, and, you know, this Big Ben thing, uh, it's not put to bed yet, uh, and and Alex Smith. So, yeah, I, I guess relatively speaking, Rich, it's it's a little less crazy than other times of the year, but we're about to get there. Well, in your answer to my macro question in your preamble, you you mentioned a few things with Big Ben and Alex Smith and other quarterbacks of the monster trade, and I want to get to those. But before that, normally I don't like to talk about the business of football because I don't know how many – Fans are terribly into the the business aspect of it, but the business aspect of it does actually affect whether somebody like, say, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be retained. I've got Chris Godwin on in hour number three, or the fact that Von Miller could be cut or things like that based on the salary cap. And, you know, and I'm just wondering about the cap and and how it's affected uh wh- when when are we going to find this out when when are when are G- I mean, jason light on yesterday he said good question when i asked when is he going to know what the the number is because it is going to be appreciably lower than expected correct due to COVID 19 yeah, I, I mean i think it's a thing do i think it's as big of a thing as teams are making it out to be are they hiding behind it a little bit kind of waiting for others to blink and and also knowing that except for these rare occasions where we're talking about specific quarterbacks and specific contracts that are probably only going to be moved to a couple of places. You know, by and large, I think most teams are content to let things play out. Even the franchise tag period itself, nobody feels the need to run out there and slap a tag on somebody the first moment that you can. Um, But is it something that, you know, in two weeks from now, becomes an eventuality. Sure, but I mean, look, the cap is going to be somewhere between 185 and 190 ish, and and I guess maybe a little higher if if things go completely crazy in some of these TV deals and they get done um, in short order. But I don't know how you could bank on that. But I, I think at this point, if you're projecting around 185, give or take a few million, either way you're going to be in the ballpark. Uh, but I think it's more about, well, well, if they haven't cut their guys yet, then we're not going to start cutting our guys. And, you know, we'll, we're, this whole sort of, you know, ch- game of chicken 
that's played sometimes where the teams certainly that are in cap compliance and don't have to worry about redoing a bunch of contracts to right. get under the cap. You know, I, I think for them it's business as usual, and but they, they have the uh, the wherewithal to be patient to let these other teams slowly have their bloodletting to then start digging through that sort of um, pile to find their treasure. So uh, the one eighty five would be um, how 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 much less than what they would expect? Ten million, fifteen million? I mean, that's that's a significant amount of money. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, if you were continuing to just project forward with how the cap would be moving, then it would be considerably less. But if you you also you know if that's how you were operating, Rich, then shame on you. No, we've all I know this pandemic. I we, hear you. We saw you know a season with no people in the stands by and large. Um, so this was going to be something that was going to impact the 2021 season and, and especially the economics of the 2021 season to great regard. And the reality is the league year starts in, in the middle of March, and we weren't going to be fully vaccinated by then. We weren't going to have a whole lot of assurances by then about what stadiums are absolutely positively going to look like you know, in August and September of, of this year. So, I, I mean, I... I you would be kind of grossly negligent to have been operating no, I, I, internally in anything other than, okay, it's going to be in the 180s I in hear all you. likelihood. I hear you. It's just and last one on this before we move on. Uh, are you saying that the current TV deal negotiations, if they come through, might actually affect this salary cap right here, right now? Because what you're hearing is that, uh, you know, uh, my bo- current bosses, your former bosses, are, are, are asking uh, so much for Monday Night Football that uh, Jerry Jones might personally own Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and both theme parks on both coasts by the end of this conversation. Uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, there's a negotia- active negotiations going on. Um, my bosses, your bosses, yes. um, a lot of people's <laughs> bosses, uh, trying to figure out exactly what the right number is and what makes sense for them. Um and I think some of these deals are probably further along than others. Um, but but, look, but what, if, could if it affect the cap? Sort of could it have... rigging a cap, right? Yeah, right? The more future cost certainty you have and revenue certainty you have, the easier it is to okay. borrow against tomorrow to make the pot bigger today. Um, eventually, they may run out of time, you know, and it just may be it is what it is. Um, but I have found in my experience that even in normal years, you would have the salary cap negotiators and um, front office people go down to Dallas for the NFL Management Council meetings around Thanksgiving, and they'd come back with a number, and then the NFLPA and the league would meet at the combine to set the final number, and that number would invariably be much higher than sort of the worst-case scenario that would be issued to the teams, you know, three months prior. So, where there's a will, there's a way, and it's in everybody's best interest to do it. Um, but do I think we're going to look at a scenario where it's at one, you know, it's pushing 200? You know, I, I just, I, I, I don't. I think we're starting to run out of time for that. But if you're projecting, again, 185, maybe they goose it to 190-ish, you know, could that cost you a player? I mean, is that a significant difference for some teams more than others, especially the ones that are thirty million over? Right. But by and large, for the rest of the league, I think it just creates, like I said, an environment where, well, we don't need to rush out and do anything. Let's let this market settle. 
All right, Jason Lockenfor, CBS Sports NFL Insider here on the Rich Eisen Show. We started the show by, uh, and also in your your preamble a few moments ago, uh, that the Big Ben meeting with Art Rooney II, the president of the Steelers, went down yesterday, called a statement today from... From the owner basically said, Ben wants to be here. We'd like him to be here. We both agree, though. we got to find the number. What's the number? What's the number to uh, to keep Big Ben um, in the fold, him happy, team happy, et cetera, so on and so forth? What's that number? Well, I don't think it's $19 million next year, Richard. We wouldn't be having, you know, multiple <laughs> press conferences and Zoom meetings. Right. And, you know, statements coming out every 12 to 24 hours. Um and and really, everyone's kind of tap danced around this, but the the sort of awkward, messy, uncomfortable conversations haven't taken place yet. And I can see why neither party would want to dive in and and entertain that process. Well, well, well what are those? I, Is it more than money? Is that what you're inferring? Well, no. Right I mean, there? I think it's 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 clearly money. I mean, okay. it's, it's absolutely money. It's how much is guaranteed. It's how much are you paid this year. It's how much is rolled into incentives likely to be earned or not likely to be earned. It's sort of the, how, you know, the, the, the ingredients of the sausage and, and how it gets made. And this isn't, if this was a simple, we're going to give you all your money and we're going to give it to you up front now instead of you earning it over 17 paychecks, and we're going to convert it to a bonus and add two voidable years. It nice. wouldn't even be a conversation. That would, it would just be a paper transaction that the Steelers could have executed at any point. But but Colbert, yeah, game, right. But Colbert, we're Jay, not talking about it. You know, in late February, right. But Colbert, basically, uh, the general manager, uh, wouldn't allow anything other than the fact that he's currently a human being under contract, yeah. which is really weird. And now, but it, it, so, what would be the alternative? They're going to run up. Run it back with Mason Rudolph that they that they hope that Dwayne Haskins, who they acquired, um, you know, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, is is going to turn things around and and be the guy to to try and beat a a a, 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 resur- a surging Browns team or a Ravens team that does appear to be set now year in and year out with Lamar. I mean, like clearly Ben's the the uh, pushing for a uh, pushing forty Ben. For the Steelers, right here, right now, is the got way to like what? What's the alternative if the number's not found? They got to find a number. Is basically what I'm essentially landing on with you right now. Yeah, or no? Am I off? No, I, I mean, I, I their number might not be his number. I'm <laughs> sure. Know? Like, what if their number's twelve and his number's sixteen? I mean, I, I'm just throwing it. Clearly, well, ownership doesn't want to pay this guy nineteen million dollars. Like, that's the. I don't know how you could look at this scenario and say. That that isn't one obvious sort of takeaway from how this has played out, um, and the numbers probably fairly significantly below nineteen, or we still wouldn't be playing this word game a month after the season. You know what I mean? Not really wanting to dive into the meat and potatoes, but talking around it. I don't know what the number is. I'm not even sure if it's been absolutely stated to um, the employees of the Steelers who will have to go about negotiating this compromise but there is clearly some reservation about that level of compensation for this player given what they saw in the second half of last year um and my suspicion is someone who's covered a lot of these things as again if this was a million bucks or a couple of million bucks i don't think you and i are having this conversation trying to read tea leaves i think it's i think it's a done deal now maybe they'll 
get together with his representation, and it'll be done in, a, in an hour or a couple of hours. I, it hasn't happened yet, so I don't know. But they have set this up to be something very different than all their previous kick the can down the road, nothing to see here. Um, we're just converting uh, future money into present-day money, and we're changing it from base salary to roster you know, bonus and signing bonus and you know, right. We don't even need. We we can just do it over the phone. Jason Lock and Fora here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's let's uh, let's do some quick hitters. Um, just a couple weeks ago, sir, where you uh, threw out there on your Twitter feed that uh, Russell Wilson's been sacked in a, in a bunch of a bunch of times. You threw the number out there, and you said that this bears close monitoring. And then you know, uh, Russell Wilson was on uh, DP show uh, mentioning, <laughs> sort of essentially saying, "Yeah, let, this should be monitored." Um, and uh, are, are there calls coming to Seattle for Russ? Like, what what is actually cooking there that could lead to something other than the uh, the assumed uh, role that Russell has had there in Seattle continuing? Um, yeah, I mean, look, everybody ultimately has a price. There's a price on every professional athlete's head in terms of trade compensation, whether it's stated or unstated, whether it's known um, because they've had internal discussions about it among the people who currently pay his checks, or, or whether it's, you know, art. I'll know it when I see it. You know, when I hear it, it'll, it'll happen. Um, I'll, that will be enough for us to say, wait a minute, door B is better than what we currently have in door A, especially because things between us and the guy on the other side of door A just aren't rosy right now and, and you know, maybe won't be imminently more rosy anytime soon. So I think that's just something that, you know, it's a lot of time between now and the draft. And teams had been hearing rumblings of discontent there before I heard it. I started hearing it the weekend of Super Bowl Sunday, and then I did more digging, and the more I dig the more it was clear to me that there was some real there there. And then, as you said, Russ basically confirmed everything. And for Russ to speak the way Russ spoke, um, knowing him, knowing sort of how um, guarded he can be and, and how calculated he would be about what he says and what he doesn't say and, and how close he'll go to towing certain lines and how much he won't, I thought it spoke volumes. And that just intensified the calls from other teams and I don't think that it will necessarily let up anytime soon and at some point does somebody say something that John Schneider and Pete Carroll kind of jump up from their seats and and talk about and strongly consider I mean I don't see why that's an impossibility well it's because Geno Smith's there Jason (laughs) I mean and I I say that with the ultimate respect like uh what I mean and that's what's so surprising a lot of people I've heard rumors to that effect way back even to the draft in Dallas where Baker Mayfield was a first round draft choice keep an eye out for Seattle maybe choosing a quarterback yeah. in the draft I mean I I've heard that for you but what is it you got two insanely positive successful guys in Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson what what is the the there that might be there for, well, for I mean look uh you know when when they had boots on the ground watching Josh Allen uh, you know a personal workout that caught some people's attention. And they did a deal a few years ago. I'm old enough to remember that wasn't just a hand sliding into a glove. That was a long, arduous process that took some twists and turns and had periods of time where one side or the other was, 
you know, incommunicado. Uh, that was a staccato process that wasn't exactly linear and, and wasn't as simple, frankly, as a lot of franchise quarterback extensions are. Um, I, look, he's not getting any younger, and he's still getting hit a lot. And you're, we're in an era where players are, are seeing with increasing regularity that they can kind of rattle chains a little bit, and and they they can um, yep have more of a say in what's going on around them and how they're incubated or how they're not incubated um, and how assets are deployed. And he's seeing these guys ten years older than him, one guy in particular, continually <laughs> fight for a Super Bowl and and kind of call his own shot, like Babe Ruth, pick a team and win a Super Bowl, uh, and. You, you kind of start looking around and feeling 10 years in your football mortality a little bit. And if you truly want to be that great um, and you feel like there's certain things you need to get there that they don't seem to really want to give you or certain, um, you know, a certain sort of level of, of, of voice or ownership of the situation that you don't feel like you've been granted with each year that goes by and things don't necessarily change, then that frustration can mount. And I think that's, kind of where we are right now and is it completely untenable no um but i you know why why was it weird a couple years ago you know what i mean why <laughs> hasn't it gone as swimmingly as some some other um of these situations when you have a guy who's that good last thing i don't, I don't know that i exactly know right um but it's sort of a thing, you know? It's it sort is. Of, it's it, a lingering thing. It, it keeps going on. Last one for you, Jason. Um, you know, this one surprised me. Um, Alex Smith telling GQ, uh, essentially, that um, Washington didn't want him there. He kind of put a wrench in, in their plans by um, by actually still trying to play football. And interestingly enough, that wrench was quite a crucial tool for them, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the second half of the season that they hoped that they could use with all due respect to Taylor Heineke. But they didn't see it, didn't want me there, didn't want me to be a part of it, didn't want me to be on the team. The roster didn't want to give me a chance. What do you make of all that, Jason? Just followed 1,400 words on that, <laughs> literally a couple minutes ago, which should okay. be up in CBS Sports. Dot com um, a little later this afternoon. I'm not surprised by any of it. I think that, um, you know, the professional sports is a meat grinder. Um, it, there are issues of roster clarifications and stipulations, and there's salary caps, and there's guaranteed money, and there's sort of these factors that um, can kind of thrust people together. And it was his contract that kept this thing thrust together. If Bruce Allen didn't give him that extension, which even at the time people thought was a little bit exorbitant, and if it didn't have that much guaranteed money going that far into the future, then let's be real, right? Ron Rivera's coming in. It's a new program. He's kind of saddled with this Haskins thing. He's battling cancer. It's in a pandemic. And he brings this system guy, Kyle Allen, along. It becomes pretty clear by week two that Kyle Allen's going to play football really, really soon, and that they want Kyle Allen to be the guy and then at the same time, there's also Alex Smith doing this incredible thing, but doing this incredible thing that the medical community and the football world are like, you know, like, we've never seen anything like this before. We don't know exactly how this is going to go. And, you know, it might not be feasible. He, he might not be able to do all the things you have to do over the course of these months in a pandemic to actually be able to play football this year. Um, 
So I, I'm not really surprised by it in the least. Uh, it may surprise some people that Alex Smith said it. I think he has every right to say it, and and he should say it, and it's sure. part of his story. So I guess in but, the but, in the 30 but, seconds that I have this left, this was a marriage of convenience. You know what I mean? This was a marriage that was sure born of things that predated this arrival of this these guys in this organization, and you know there wasn't a whole lot of kid glove stuff going on with Haskins. I'm I'm not surprised that. They weren't investing every waking moment in this recovery because we're trying to build a long-term thing here, and this guy's 36, and he's not really going to be a part of that. Right, exactly. So I guess I've got 30 seconds left. Uh, is Alex Smith a player to to put on this carousel as a free agent in the NFL or stay in Washington oh, I, right now? I, I don't think, you know, I never thought he'd be back in Washington. Um, I, I don't uh, – it was a tough – you know, he overcame a lot. There's – if you watch him play closely, there's a lot of limitations there. I mean, does an Andy Reid or does an Urban Meyer, somebody like that, who know him, bring him in in some capacity? I think, sure. Um, Urban Meyer. Him playing week in, week out at this stage, I don't know about that, Rich. Thanks for the call, Jason. You take care. You got it, buddy. Have a good one. That's Jason Locken for lots of feet on there. I want to pull on one string. What he said about Russell Wilson and how Seattle's looking at that situation – I'm going to place that right on the Houston Texans of what they're doing to Sean Watson and show you I don't get it. Still, that's coming up. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. <laughs> I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to. Be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Where did Stefan come from? Did that, uh, was that? Uh, that came from uh, two things. John Mulaney wrote that with me. And John, I deserves a lot of credit for Stefan because mm-hmm. he wrote so much of the rhythm of that and the, and the specifics of it. And clearly, I found it funny. Because uh, I laughed every time uh, we did it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we ever did it where I didn't laugh. John will put in different things, or he'll tell me as I'm walking out, and it's just like throwing stuff at me. And when I hosted last, John came out as yeah. Shy, his lawyer, who's also a piss artist. Yeah. And um, and he came in, and he, this is all John. And John whispered it, and he comes out, and and he, I thought he was going to do it kind of like in the Stefan voice, like, hey, Stefan, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he comes in, he goes, hello, Stefan. <laughs> he talked in a very normal voice. And he goes, hello, Stefan. Hello, everyone. And he kind of talked in this real official voice. 
And I started laughing. And then he whispered in my ear. He goes, oh, I have something to tell you. And he just whispers in my ear, my girlfriend works at Yoshinoa Beef Ball. <laughs> and, there you go. and I just started laughing just to like, it's just punching me in the face. He's like, hey, by the way, my girlfriend works at Yoshinoa Beef Ball. And I'm like, if you watch it, I'm like, what? I'll tell you, I know you're not supposed to laugh at this stuff and break in the middle of a scene, but... That's oh, just I broke amazing. every time. You yeah, did? the first time was we had a club promoter named Amnesia Bern- Bernstein, and it didn't really get anything. <laughs> and then he goes, Amnesia Bernstein didn't really get anything. And he goes, I'll change it to something else. And then as I was walking out, he goes, oh, I changed Amnesia Bernstein to Gay Leota. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing. So the minute I roll out, I'm like, Gay Leota. All right, the other one was, uh, sorry, the other one that made me laugh was he said he'll change a little things. We had a we had, we had written a uh, uh, also at the club was uh, a two year old Ultimate Fighter, Julie Lips Jackson. He's got fists like empanadas and he's addicted to ecstasy. That's what we wrote. And then he wrote so it was like two year old uh, two year old two year old Ultimate Fighter, Julie Lips Jackson. Uh, he's got fists like imp- he's got fists like empanadas, and they turn the cue card. And it said, "And he's my best friend." So <laughs> 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 when he turns the card, it says, "And he's my best friend." Oh my but god. I lost oh it. My god. I was like, John. I am laughing so And behind the cue cards, past him, I can see him and Sandberg up against the wall just like (laughs) watching me laughing like, just do this, dude. Oh, that was like giggling with the uh, substitute teacher. That was a fun one right there. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio and television shows together. You know, fascinating conversation right there with uh, Jason Locke and Forum. He just... If you're just joining us talking about Russell Wilson in Seattle and how he tweeted out about Russell Wilson's uh, lack of protection and was a record number of times being sacked over the first nine years of a career. And this is something that bears watching in terms of how Russell Wilson and his camp view it. And that set off a whole bunch of hoo-ha, if you will. And you're still hearing, hey, people are calling up Seattle and offering a whole bunch of stuff, and Seattle's telling everyone to pound sand. And then you read stories, well, that it'll take three firsts to get them. And so I asked Jason, like, how much there is there? Like, what is going on? And um, and his response was exactly the way I hear things about how every front office in the NFL views uh, players and player acquisition. Whether you're you've got a player or you're trying to acquire a player, now I'm sure this is the same thing for front offices across all sports. But as he pointed out, like, hey, you know, they like the guy, but every professional athlete has got a price for their services, not just contractually, but to be acquired by somebody else, like no sacred cows, and um, and so Russ, there's a price. And door A is to keep Russell where he is. And door B is somebody has hit that price for them to basically say door A is not nearly as palatable anymore as accepting the door B price. That's the way I I view every NFL front office is looking at everybody in this league where 53 men are on the roster and, you know, everybody's one snap away from potentially no longer playing the sport. 
Like, that's the way everyone's viewed. Which is why I take that template and place it on what's going on with the Houston Texans. Dore is, you, you stick with a guy who is dynamite in the locker room, dynamite on the field, dynamite in the community. You've got him under contract for a very long time. He's 25 years old. He's Deshaun freaking Watson. And that's door A, where he's your guy, except he doesn't want to be your guy. And he's expressed he doesn't want to be your guy. And at some point, he's going to express it with a microphone attached to his lapel or in front of his face. And that's just going to make it even worse. He has said he has wanted a trade demand through his representation. They've made it public. They try to keep it private. It became public. And that's door A. And to me, door B, where you can replenish all the draft choices that your previous Patriots South administration (laughs) traded away. And you can take, yes, the slings and arrows within your community of trading this guy away on the heels of releasing J.J. Watt. But door B is if you've got a new GM and a new coach who's hiring does not at all change the position of the quarterback sitting in door A of wanting to stay there. And you want to, you've decided these are your guys you're going to build with these guys. Go and take door B, which is an insane amount of draft choices. And door B, the door is becoming more and more jammed to open with each passing day. And if you think door A is something you can still walk through, I think you're out of your minds. But I don't think they're looking at this with door A and door B. That's the thing you're hearing is like, there's only one door. There's no two doors. There's just one door. And I'm, I'm taking my general approach of knowing the NFL, and that's what Jason basically just said was going on in Seattle and is going on with pretty much every player in the league with the exception of maybe like two handfuls. I, I, I don't get it. Door B is insanely attractive. And I'm not saying this as a Jet fan hoping Deshaun Watson winds up in New York. I'm not. I'm just saying this is door A is door A, and that's just not changing. And at some point, they're going to have to look at door B, and I, if I'm them, do it sooner rather than later. But it looks like they're not looking at this situation like that, and I, I think eventually they're going to come around to this scenario, and sooner rather than later. I'd be stunned. If they keep walking through door A, which is like letting him hold out and going through something ugly. Hour number two, your phone calls, 844-204-RICH and more. See what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. Because door B, to me, they should be all over that right now. Yes, but door A, also great. Deshaun Watson was a top five quarterback this year. Yeah, but he's not going to be that guy for you no he clearly wants out i mean if you are going to just smother the situation and hope that he will go through off-season workout program and training camp appearing and you just put this back in the bottle hope it goes and away. you think <laughs> yeah. and you think that when adversity <laughs> hits in day week two week four week six week eight his media availability every time that you think it's just going to be like nothing ever happened, I think is absolutely insane. 
Take a look at Aaron Rodgers' situation. The whole Jordan Love drafting got, you know, discussed. Brett Favre came on this show and characterized Aaron Rodgers' disbelief. That made some news. Aaron Rodgers showed up on our buddy Kyle Brandt's podcast, talked about needing a stiff drink. That made some news. And then he said he went and meditated about it in Kumbaya, and he won 13 games and took home the MVP and quietly got engaged to Shailene Woodley and dropped that when he accepted the, the award for the MVP. And all that was happening in his life. And we thought this whole thing with Jordan Love was bottled up. But then the soon-to-be announced MVP with 13 wins and a home date in the NFC Championship game, that's as great a scenario as you can have without making the Super Bowl and winning it. Short of going to the Super Bowl and winning it, what's more of an amazing year than what Aaron Rodgers put on that field, not only personally for his stats, but for his team for 13 wins and personally in his, his life? Where everything was in total, you know, Jupiter was aligned with Mars. <laughs> and even with all that, he uncorks the Jordan Love thing in a post-game press conference. You think Deshaun Watson's going to be bottled up for a, a team that just won four games. You're out of your minds. With a bad history. You're out of your minds. Mila Jovovich, everybody. Oh, yeah. Let's turn the page, right? And it's Juwan Howard. Hour two coming up.